Tonight we have the privilege of baptizing two sisters here in, in a minute. And on occasion, before we baptize, we sometimes like to just remind ourselves of what this night is all about. Uh, we are here tonight really to celebrate the miracle that God has done in the lives of Ashley Balderas and Dominique Labor Hutchinson. And we do this as a church. And we do it in obedience to Christ based on Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So as Jesus is, is ascending into heaven, leaving his church with a mission to go out into all the world and teach everyone to obey everything that he's commanded, baptizing them, was an essential part of declaring who his followers were, are, and the gospel itself. Because baptism is the public act that marks off a true disciple of Jesus. We're gathered here tonight as a church to celebrate what God has done in their lives, but also in obedience to our Savior. And it's that aspect of obedience that uh, I just want to briefly draw our attention to now, uh, because in a moment, when we baptize these sisters, I want us to be more than just spectators. So part of what I want to draw our attention to in our obedience is our obedience, not just theirs, but our obedience as a church, since Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize. So if you're a member of this church, I hope that when we're done with this brief talk, you'll understand that you're participating in what happens here tonight. First, Jesus doesn't give everyone the right to say whatever they want about him. Just to understand how it is that we're all participating, we need to know that Jesus doesn't give everyone the right to say whatever they want to. In Matthew 16, when Jesus is asking his disciples, who do people say that I am? They start talking about what everybody else says about who Jesus is. Some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But then Jesus looks at him and says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answers, you are the Messiah. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And because Peter gets the confession right, Jesus then turns to him and gives him the authority to judge other confessions right. He says to Peter, yes, you're right. God revealed this to you. So on you, I will build my church. And he gives Peter the keys, saying to him, whoever is bound, whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's what keys do. They, they open and they unlock things. So not anyone can say who Jesus is. God doesn't just grant people everywhere the right to be right about his son. Jesus gives his authority away in that moment. And then he gives the same authority to the assembly of people who come together in his name. In other words, if they have the same confession as Peter did, saying he's the Christ, and they believe by faith in Jesus that he's the living son of God, or the son of the living God, the promised one who fulfills all of God's promises, including paying for the penalty of sin, then when they gather in his name with that right confession, Jesus says that they have the authority 
to recognize true disciples and false ones. That's what's happening in Matthew chapter 18. So just two chapters after, Peter, after Jesus says to Peter, whatever you loose is loosed in heaven, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Just two chapters later, Jesus uses the same language for the church. If he pays no attention even to the church, let him be like an unbeliever and a tax collector. I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loose in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. So if we just follow the biblical outline there. Jesus is saying to Peter, hey, you got the confession right, so you have the authority to recognize true faith. And then he turns actually to the rest of his disciples, says the same thing. Two chapters later, he's using the same language for the church, for people who come in to the church. The church allows them to come in, has the right confession. When those people gather together in his name, they have the right to also recognize true faith or true repentance. And therefore, here's what is happening tonight. And the way that we as a church are participating We're exercising authority that Jesus has uniquely given to the church in this world, to his people, to people gathering together in his name, a gospel church just like this one. And we're saying as a church to the world and to ourselves that when these sisters get up here and they share their testimony, their commitment to follow Jesus based on who they believe he is according to the gospel... We're saying, yep, their confession about Christ is right. And their commitment to live for him as one of his disciples is true. And Jesus is here among us. He's saying that there I am with him. His spirit is present with us right now. And God is taking notice. Therefore, tonight comes with implications. It comes with implications for how we will help them carry out their commitment to follow Jesus and how we will love them in such a way that the world will know that Jesus has been sent by God. For Ashley and Dominique, this is a night where they publicly declare that Jesus is the Son of the living God, their Savior. And we're helping them paint a picture of that spiritual reality that's taken place in our life because we're not just a social club here tonight. We're not just a group of spectators. We're a church, ambassadors of heaven on earth, speaking about the kingdom of which we are citizens of and saying, yes, these two are citizens as well. So together, all of us get to proclaim the gospel because of God's grace and these two sisters. And so we can say about them what Paul says about the church in Rome, a church that he had never been to, but because they were Christians, he could assume that they were baptized. And based on their baptism, he can say, in in regards to living the Christian life, don't you know all of us who were baptized, and he gives us a picture, were baptized with Christ into his death? And we were raised with him to live a new life. He he refers to the picture of baptism as the in regards to the spiritual reality that's taken place in them to talk about the new life they're called to live. 
the gospel is here in this picture because we think about how 2,000 years ago, Jesus bore in his body all of their sins. And the power of sin that once enslaved them and blinded them was broken and defeated in his death. And when he raised from the grave, he gave them new life and power to live in the freedom of God's grace. So as they go under the water here in just a little bit, think of this. They died with him 2,000 years ago. Something happened on the cross 2,000 years ago. When they go under, you can think about their sins being washed away. Dead in the grave. And as they come up out of the water, you can think about how not only have their sins been washed away, but how they've been raised to new life. How eternal life has begun in them by his spirit. Because Jesus is alive. He was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and he reigns there for eternity. And if you're here and you're a Christian then you want to remember tonight, as you participate in this, that Jesus did this for you too. And it's a good time to remember or to think of your own sins having been been paid for, washed away, and the spirit that now lives in you and empowers you to live a new life and renew your own commitment to Jesus during this time. Just once again, as you Witness their baptism. Rejoice with them in the realities, the spiritual realities for them. But also renew your own commitment to Jesus. And so with that, we're going to have them come on up. Ashley, you want to come up first? And Ashley's coming because I don't want to distract from this later as I come out. Some of you might not even think about it, but I just realized while I was standing up here that I forgot to bring... My shorts. So I will be baptized, or I'll baptize in my jeans, and then I'm going to leave. So I, <laughs> I won't be here to to talk afterwards. So with that out of the way, we can concentrate on.